Blog Talk Radio. your man, hundred grand, green eggs and ham, back on the man, it's your boy heavy handed, bitch I'm the man, bitch I'm the man, bitch I'm the man, yeah man, I'm just trying to see if we we all in there, but let me check it out, I got a new little setup situation here right now, so I gotta make sure everything is, everything is good before we get to rocking with it, but I think we all good, boom, so we rocking, we rocking. So look, man, it's a heavy-handed edition, and um, we're going to talk a little bit of this Lakers, you know, a little Lakers and a little bit of this load management conversation surrounding Kawhi Leonard. So that's what today's topics will be about. Um, I want to talk about this hashtag washed king. Is LeBron washed? You know, I, I don't even, you know, I, I don't even, you know, me being a LeBron fan for, you know, he's basically held it down for 20 years and counting. I feel it's a blasphemous conversation, you know, and it's a conversation I don't really like entertaining. You niggas. Did I say, no! I, oh, shit. Say it again. Say something else. Oh, say something else. Say something else, nigga. But, yeah. You know, we'll we'll have that conversation. I don't believe we should be talking about this. This is blasphemy. King, in a Lakers uniform these days. And we'll be talking about whether or not we'll make it back to the promised land under the reign and regime of LeBron James. Also, big conversation in the NBA surrounding Kawhi Leonard, the guy that some say is the new best player in the NBA in his load management conversation. What is load management? Why are we doing it? Why is Kawhi not going to play any back-to-backs this season? That's questions that uh, we'll we'll try to address. You know, we ain't going to hold you too long, man. We're going to get right to the shits, right to the shits. But uh, it's a heavy-handed edition. Your boy, heavy-handed Jay, you may be asking Jay, heavy hand, how are you here? On a Monday, old heavy hand had a bit of a slip and fall. You know, those damn Nike slides, sometimes you can be going downstairs and it's just a little too loose or something like that. Oh, man, hold on. We got a call coming in. One second. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I have to come see what exactly is being done. I have to. Okay, well, I'll have to take a look before I approve anything, so can't do that. I have to take a look at it before I approve anything. Uh, well, well, we'll get back to you. When I get in tomorrow, we'll take a look. Let me take a look, but I can't approve it without knowing what I'm approving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tomar, how are you? All right. Yeah. Yeah. show here. Didn't want to have to do that. Really threw me off a bit. But um yeah, back back to the uh back to what we're talking about here. Talking a little bit of hashtag wash King LeBron. And we're also talking about load management surrounding Kawhi Leonard and what that means. So that'll be today's topic, man. We'll get a little we'll burn a bit on those. But uh before we do looks like we got a one of the homies one of the homies chiming in here. Let me bring him on in. Jim, what up, family? What's up, dude? How you doing? Oh, man, all is well, all is well, man. I, uh, thank you for joining. How's my, uh, how's my sound? Oh, you sound good. You sound good. What are you, what are you, uh, what are you using? Just a little uh, Apple, uh, the joints that come with it. So, you know, with your iPhone. So, Oh, what? Thinking, yeah, somebody said them go harder than than the mics. Some of the mics you will have. So, I'll be How giving that. Uh, a little, a little distant, but you know, you're on a phone call, so it don't. It was usually not the greatest. What you on? Just a okay. phone. Uh, no, I'm on the AirPod Pro. Okay, okay, nice, nice, nice. But look, Jig. We up in the building today. I'm going to talk a little bit about this. You know, LeBron, the Lakers took that L last night. They, they finally took the L. And I, find, I, I felt like it was coming. I felt like it was coming. We had uh, pulled out a few victories against the Bulls and other teams that uh, against, like, Dallas that were really close. 
and I felt like, you know, an L, L was on the way. Hold up, I got this pop-ups dropping in here. But, uh, no, I thought, I thought we were going to beat uh, Toronto, and I thought that we might have a little bit more trouble with um with uh, the Suns uh, tomorrow. But um, we'll have to see. Jesus Christ. Man, I'm having a bad show today. Wow. I'm having a bad show today, man, production-wise. I had a call come in in the show. But, you know, and then we got to – I want to address this washed king narrative. You know, they say LeBron is washed. I feel that's blasphemy to even be saved. And I, I just feel like my man still here. No! Oh, shit! Say it again. Say something else. such a way about 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 teams like that. You know, it, it, it shouldn't even be in people's lexicon to be mentioning LeBron as being washed. What do you think about this whole washed team situation? Oh, man, I agree, man. I think it's blasphemy. I'm a Lakers fan, but I'll be quick to say that I'm not even the, the biggest uh, LeBron fan. But uh, to, say, to say the brothers washed, is ridiculous. Uh, hairline might be washed, but uh, as far as man, talent, skill set, nice still got it. And the fact that it, the, the matter is, he's had to change his game a little bit. Um, you know, he's older, coming off an injury. So, like, what do people expect? You know, saying he ain't not 21 years old. Um, he's playing better than any other 34 year old, 35 year old in the league. Um, but too, he's competing with with these young dudes too. These young dudes ain't got nothing to look on. Um, I mean, and he ain't hollering. You know, if anybody should be hollering about a a low management, it should be LeBron. But he be out there every night, you know, doing his doing his just going twenty five and and, and 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 eight and you know whatever he yeah he, he gave us what three uh back to back triple doubles. They got another one last night. They got it But it wasn't. It was it's four triple doubles now. But it wasn't nearly. Uh, last night wasn't nearly as, as impactful. You know, they said maybe LeBron should mm-hmm. consider some some load managing. I don't like that. Shit. I don't like that shit. Be sure, bro. <laughs> I don't like that shit. No, not at all. Not at all, uh, man. You he, just not gonna have it every night. You know, regardless, I don't care if you. If you Michael Jordan, you're just not gonna have it every night. Uh, LeBron um, definitely possesses possesses the ability to to turn it on, um, you know, when necessary. But uh, you know, when you playing every every game every night, you're just not gonna have it every night. So you gotta kind of kind of try and figure, you know, what you gonna give the game when when you don't have it. You know, what I'm saying? so the defense. Is it your assist? Uh, you know, trying to get to the basket, maybe kill him from the foul, you know, free throw line, um, or whatever. But um, it's not gonna happen every night. Really, you know, losing this this game after winning seven in a row, you know, can't be looked at in any way. It's, it's washed. Yeah, and now we 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 learned that Kawhi Leonard don't look look for him to play any back to backs this season. Now, with LeBron is like, and everybody's criticizing Kawhi for that. But it seems when it comes to LeBron, he's damned if he do, and he's damned if he don't. Simple reason, 
I mean, now you got some people. You got Rob Parker out here talking about, you know, LeBron, what you trying to prove? Why are you out here trying to play 82 games and trying to score 30 a game? And then if LeBron was to be sitting out like that, we'd be getting criticized for that. So if you're LeBron, it's like, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Let me get this a little burn, man, so we can listen to Rob Parker's bullshit, and we'll talk about that. Retweeted the Lakers' favorable tweet about him and then put hashtag washed king. That's meaning, you know, washed up king. Because a lot of people said he's washed up. I Heck, I said he didn't look great on opening night. I just threw it out there. Is it age? I said if it's age, the Lakers are in trouble. But a lot of people may have gone further and said, look, he's old. He's not what he used to be, and he's trying to show you that he is. So, what do you have to say for yourself? I think being called out by the washed king. I'm calling. I'm. I'm. This is uh, sound the alarm for all Laker fans. You will rue the day that LeBron is exerting himself in the first two weeks of the season. Why, LeBron? What are you doing? This is year 17. It will come back to bite the Lakers when LeBron is hobbled and tired and sick and old and all the other things I could throw in there year 17. What are you trying to prove now? It's about the playoffs. The Lakers are going to make the playoffs, right? We all know that. I know the Lakers haven't made the playoffs in six years. But we know they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not telling him he shouldn't play hard or shouldn't play. Well, what are but you he's telling going, He's going over the top. I, I will what not. are you trying to prove? I will What not. are you trying to prove, LeBron I will James? I not let you sit here and speak out of both sides I'm of your not. mouth. First hour of the show, you ripped Kawhi Leonard. And anybody else who is thinking about sitting out games for low management. And now... You're going to complain about LeBron James picking up his lunch pail, putting on his steel toe boots and his dickies, <laughs> and taking it to the streets. A, a, a meaningless game against the woeful Chicago Bulls, and he goes out there and gives it his all, and you are going to chastise him for it? At, yes. How dare you? In the 17th year of an NBA career, LeBron doesn't need to do this. This is self-gratification. This ain't about winning or beating the Bulls. This is about LeBron James. That's why I put that hashtag. That's why there's so many people out there who can't stand LeBron. Did he have to add the, add the hashtag and let every people know? And people were talking bad about me. I'm the washed up king. <laughs> all that kind of nonsense. LeBron, just play. You don't need to do all this extra stuff. You, when do you need to be ready? Come playoff time. I don't want to hear so the hobble. I don't want to hear any of that stuff, Chris, that, oh, year 17, LeBron looks a little tired. LeBron hurt himself going crazy, putting up meaningless, all these meaningless points and stats, filling a, a stat sheet. We're in uh, November, for God's sake. What did he this do? This is November. So wait, wait, I, wait, I'm trying to get this straight, though. You're supposed to build what to a credential. What you supposed did to build? Go, so she, she, you'd be happy if he went out there and scored 13 points? 
Is that what you want? I mean, if, what? If you if you start with 13 and you end when the playoffs end at 27 and he's doing what he's supposed to and he's rested and he feels good and he hasn't overexerted himself and he's ready for what the playoff push. What you think he's overexerting himself? He, he, you killed him last year when he didn't exert any effort on defense and now... Well, that's the conversation, man. It seems like if you were born, you're getting, you're getting killed for playing every game. But if you don't play, then you say you're old and washed up and you ain't been working like those money. So it seems like if he damned if he do and he damned if he doesn't. You know, when he finds himself in a rock in a hard place, because it seems like as, as, as of these nine games that we're in, that we still need a high level LeBron to be successful. We need an MVP caliber LeBron from the Lakers to be able to compete. And that's just, that might be asking too much, man. What do you think, Jay? I think, like, I think like the old boy was saying, it's still early. It's still in November. And, like, people are forgetting this team hasn't been together that long. So, you know, they still are kind of gelling. They're still, you know, for them to be having, like, the number one defense in the league, uh, there's something. They haven't been playing together that long, um, you know, so they're gelling well, but they're not, like, perfect, you know what I'm saying? They're still making mistakes, you know what I'm saying? They, uh, it wasn't just a, but a few games ago that I was like, damn, do they even know how to rotate <laughs> on the switch? Yeah. Like. So I see them getting better and better each game. Um, and I'm sure as they get deeper and deeper into the season, LeBron will, um, you know, he will probably um, calm his game down a little bit. It's not like he's playing 48 minutes a game or anything like that. But, you know, I think he'll he'll find that, that sweet spot to where he gives his team what it needs without, um, you know, without having to go too hard. Um, and kind of, you know, reserving some in the tank for a playoff, but also without, quote-unquote, you know, low management, not playing in games. I think that's just ridiculous. Kawhi is like a young stud, you know what I'm saying? So for him to be sitting out of games just to kind of reserve the tank for deeper into the season, it's kind of like cheating in there, if you ask me. Like everybody else is playing their hearts out. Why he didn't sit out? Just to ensure that he's fresh for the you know the playoffs, like that's kind of some bullshit. And uh, I want to uh, shout out to Frank Vogel, man. He's uh, giving the Lakers. Lakers haven't had a, a defensive identity for some time now, for quite a few seasons. So I want to put some respect on Frank's name. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> the Lakers they, they play terrible uh they defend the three terribly from time to time, but it looks like that's getting better. Um they can't shoot the three. When you can't defend the three and you can't shoot the three. That's that's some bad shit. And last night they uh in in, in a, a category we've been dominating and that's rebounding. They got dominated on the rebounding on the rebounding and uh and for the first time LeBron just looked like he didn't have any lift in them legs. It was looking real regular. Whoa, 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 regular, regular, regular. Right, right, right. 
He's looking real regular out there, man. So uh, maybe some load management for LeBron wouldn't be a terrible idea. But I guess now we're at the point where, you know, it's like he, he he's made his he's put his foot in the dirt and said, you know, I'm a guy that plays 82 games, so I'm not doing load management. But um, I wanted to talk about load management and what that kind of means to give that a little clarity. So we're entering a day where we have, you know, Kawhi Leonard. Now, a little a little detail about Kawhi. Kawhi is not listed as a fully healthy player. From what I understand on Kawhi's um, activity sheet, whatever it is, Kawhi is actually an injured player. And that's how they can fit him out from time to time like this. Man, tell me about a, a, a Kawhi Leonard drop. Uh, laugh, man. That's that's for Parker. Why, man? You don't you don't you don't believe that shit? I don't believe that for I don't believe that one bit. And I and I, yeah. I, I truly believe if it was LeBron who they were load managing and um you know, slightly healthy I mean slightly injured or not, if LeBron was to be load managed and then the Lakers went on to win the championship People would say something about the load management. They oh well, they say LeBron sitting in and blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? All this nonsense. Like that's crazy, man. Ain't nothing wrong with uh um the man said he's not gonna play any back to back games. What type of injury you know causes you not to be able to play back to back games? So you can play every other game, but you can't play any back to back games. What type of injury is that? You asked for it. Here it go. <laughs> there you, you know go, we, man. That's dope. <laughs> you know we got that. Um, yes, but, Jig, though, I think we're entering a new day and age, and that's what this conversation is going to be about. There has been a lot more time, um, money, and efforts put into athletes, um, the recovery of an athlete and what they are calling play, player monitoring, player monitoring and load management. And uh, there's there's a whole lot of new technology um, and, and science being put behind those efforts of of seeing what what a, 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 a player should be enduring. You know, we come from the time where you go to the football field and the coach tries to kill. And they tell you to go right. back again for a tour day that day in practice. You know, and it's like, drink some water, motherfucker. You know, and that's about as good as we got to. You know, but now, with, with a player's body being his, you know, being his worth, uh, these teams have taken it to the next level in what player monitoring and load management and load monitor, monitoring is. So I want to give a little... Um, It's important to monitor and track training load because you can observe trends in an individual's response or perceived exertion during an exercise bout or during a competition or training bout. And when we monitor, we may be able to identify points where we can actually intervene to help promote the recovery. For example, when they're perceiving their exercise or experiencing higher training loads, higher intensities, we may want to increase the amount of time spent optimizing their recovery 
It's also very helpful for us to track them over time to see how they move throughout a season in terms of being able to apply specific types of modalities and recovery treatments for them. Yeah, so we got that. You know, my man's dropped off. We'll see if he gets back. But that's definitely telling you that with this new technology and these new um, the science behind what load management is, they're able to assist the player in recovery better. Better. They're able to um, say what is a threshold we probably shouldn't be exerting. What's too much exertion? What's what's what what levels? What what area are we trying to find here that maximizes our output as well as our recovery time? How do we quicken? How do we speed up the pace of recovery? How do we get the maximum output out of these muscles? How do we get the um, maximum output out of cardio? So these are some of the things that load management is attempting to answer with science, with the help of science. And I think that's what we're having here with Kawhi is, uh, you know, Kawhi left San Antonio because he had a disagreement with their medical staff versus what his personal physician was telling him. Now, if Kawhi's injury is chronic, then you can't blame Kawhi for taking these measures to make sure that he can live a healthy life after basketball. Because obviously, the Spurs team physicians were saying that he's cleared to play. And obviously, Kawhi didn't agree with that. Or somebody was telling him, most likely another physician, that, you know what, it might be better that you not have this type of impact on your knee. 82 games might be too much. 65 is manageable. So these are conversations that we're hoping the science will be able to address. But then again, you have another conflict. And the biggest conflict in that is the paying customer. Uh, A couple days ago, national televised TV game on ESPN on Friday, I believe, big-time game against the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Clippers. And guess who's not making the game and who is healthy? Kawhi Leonard, the guy who most people are saying is the best player in the league. Now, in past decades in the NBA, if you're healthy, you sitting out, that's laughable. <laughs> you know, you don't sit out when you're healthy. That's just the rules to this thing. Um, nobody does that. But now, you know, it's a, it's a changing of the guard. And you'd say it's player versus the NBA, but is it? Or could the players just be taking a lot of blame? Because if you look at it like this, here's another way of looking at this thing. It's obvious that the, MPA, the NBA has its biggest impact during the playoffs. Most of us aren't keeping up with the day-to-day of the NBA. I know there's levels to this fandom, but for the most part, I don't see anybody keeping up with the 82 games their team plays. We really all get into the NBA as the playoffs come in, and all the numbers show that the NBA um, ticket sales, viewership doubles, sometimes triples when the playoffs start, same as in baseball. Um, So that said, the NBA itself has a vested interest in those stars being there. They don't want Steph Curry out for the season. They don't want what happened with Kevin Durant. 
So load management, in essence, plays into the favor of the NBA overall. If you're going to be a betting man, you'd bet and say, you know what, I'm willing to risk this, this game here or there for the, to have all my guys when the, the lights are the brightest, and that's the playoffs for the NBA. There's a way you look at it like that, but still, you got the paying customer, and I just don't know if there's any way around the paying customer. How do you get away from – how do you tell a guy – Who's, who's made a trip to, to from Los from Canada to Los Angeles because his favorite player is Giannis, and he's going to come down and catch him in L.A. playing Kawhi. And guess what? Kawhi's not playing. This happened. That guy wants his money back. Right? That, that guy's going to be disgruntled. You know, and this is a fan's, a lot of the complaints from the fans, and understandably so. Understandably so. But I think there's, you know, it's a bit of a catch-22 on both sides. It's a bit, uh, it's a catch-22 on both sides. All the guys from, from the old school, the Charles Barkleys, they don't understand why these guys aren't playing and they're healthy. They, they, they just can't understand it because in, in years past, that was considered, you know, a great thing. That, that was considered a badge of honor for you to play the 82 games. But let's get a little more details just on how, you know, load management impacts the NBA. There's, there's dollars, there's revenues, there's contracts that are into play. You understand, uh, you know, ESPN can't be that happy when their showcase game on a Friday night, the best player in the league is not playing. You understand the NBA signs a big contract with these television networks. And that is really geared behind star presence. So when these star players don't play, it's a couple of, of uh, you know, chains of command. It's a couple of people who are getting some sternly written emails the next day, I'm sure. So let's give this a listen. What is the economic impact for the league when a star such as Kawhi sits out? Yeah, so the, the big deal is that we see huge reductions in ticket prices and TV ratings. Uh, when you don't have star players play. And these reductions can range anywhere between 15 and 20%, depending on the type of game. Uh, when players miss their single one-off away games, like, for example, when LeBron visits Charlotte, you can see reductions up to $75 per ticket for those games. So there's huge implications when players don't play, for, for fans specifically. And we can extrapolate that, right? If that's what's happening in the secondary ticket market, when we know somebody's got, not going to be there, you have to imagine that that would ultimately affect rights negotiations for media partners at the local and the national level. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot at stake here for many different parties. And so I want to really hit the crux of the problem, I think. The problem is that the marginal value of an NBA game is quite low. There's 82 of them. Uh, losing one here or there is not going to make a huge difference for a team's playoff seating or playoff probability. And what you really want to see, right, is that in the case of uh, teams having vested interest in players staying healthy, but if I'm the fan that's going to go to that game, right, then I'm sort of upset that the team is going to sit the player during that game. But as a fan in the long term, I understand the team's sort of incentives to keep these players healthy. So I think it's a matter of fixing that sort of principal agent problem that we call in economics. Yeah, I mean, we heard uh, ESPN's Doris Burke, who uh, is as close uh, an observer of these things as anybody, call this ridiculous that Kawhi is already sitting his second game of the season. But perhaps is there another way to think about it in terms of the league's perspective that, 
you know, they don't want to see what's happened with Steph Curry. They don't want to see what's happened with Klay Thompson. They, they want to see their stars healthy, and in particular, they want to see them around when it's playoff time. Is that something you take into consideration with your look at this? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I mean, the sort of primary fact that we see with playoffs is the ratings and prices are almost double as high. It can potentially even be more than that. And so the worst-case scenario is to have a star sort of get injured in the regular season and then see the big dips when playoff time comes around when the, when the stakes are the highest. So it's a matter of figuring out how to either shorten the schedule or provide sort of these incentive schemes that maybe it's about a transfer from teams to, to, to fans when a, when a player doesn't play in the regular season because it's in the team's long-term interest. And again, as a fan, I understand that. I want the team to win if I'm a fan of that team. But I don't want them to sit the player during the game that I get to go to. So I want to be compensated in, in a way if that's going to happen. And I know you've written about insurance possibly. Will you buy these tickets? That's something we can explore again at a later. So those are some of the other parties that are implicated when you're talking about a thing like load management. Uh, right now, very few players are doing it. It's probably meant for guys coming off of injury and older tenured players, but this could be this could be a forest fire. It could spread. Uh, if players start seeing that it's beneficial and it doesn't hurt their pocketbook, you start seeing a lot of players start taking a seat and you know and taking a game off here and there. And I just can't see that being good for the overall of the NBA. But like we talked about, come playoff time when you have all your stars uh, playing. Maybe no one cares about what happened in the regular season. Looks like we got my man Eugene on. Let me go to him, man. Uh, he's at work. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, man, I'm just checking in. Uh, and uh, I'm only checking in to see what the hell are you doing at home today. Oh, I had a day off, man, and messed my ankle up. And I had to call in sick today, so I'm home. Oh, you're gonna take the injury, yeah? Yeah. The, the old mess my, my ankle up trick, huh? Yeah, yeah, you got to pull that on out on them. Well, how you how you hurt your ankle? I messing. It's pretty simple, man. I had on those Nike slides and coming down the step. You know, they probably own too loosely or something and just rolled the ankle. Yeah, good old ankle. When the last time you had a good old ankle twist? I've had probably a hundred of them in my life, so they, they're not a very big deal to me, man. Um, you know, so I just kind of walk it off. I just walk it. You know, I was holding yeah. on to this. I just keep trying to walk on it. And usually I'll be able to get rid of them in a day or two. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I probably get an ankle twist. Oh, maybe once a year on a bad step. Just a just a, a, a odd bad step. I get an ankle twist here and there, but uh, definitely not too often. And oh shit, man! I was calling to tease you a bit, but I feel bad. You actually did did something to yourself. Oh, shit, I don't got no time. I got to be back in there tomorrow, man. So, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, how's the sound? Um, I'm on the headphones plugged straight into the computer, so. So, 
So you got this at, this at, a, at a mic headphone combo, or just the headphones? No, just some regular old headphones. Okay, okay. How, how, you, how the sound quality on your end? Well, I got, you know, headphones plugged in, so, you know, that's good on that end. All right, well, it sounds okay. It sounds okay on this end. It sounds okay on this end. Yeah, man. Well, I, 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 uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not a, a sports guy, so I don't have much to contribute here. Uh, I just was curious to see, you know, why you was uh, at home on this beautiful Monday morning with all this work to do. I know. Everybody's curious about it. Shouldn't be home. <laughs> oh, I don't like it one bit. I feel like it, you, you know, you should have went on and went in. And uh, I'm here. And I'm here dealing with all the Monday stuff. Good Monday. Huh? Um, shoot, some of the Mondays, you got to have them in our position. Every day, yeah, man. I'm something, so it ain't nothing I want to do. And then I can truly afford to be honest. Yeah, man. Well, see, I mean, you could take one. You know, you seem like you're, you're honestly hurt, so I ain't going to push it too hard. I just want you to know that I don't like it. You know, I'd much rather you said I'm at work and I've got an ice pack on, you know, but I'm here. I'll say, hell, it's only a little limit to what I'm going to do for y'all. But, yeah, man, uh, we're going to wrap this one up, Brian. I'm, um, uh, you know, I'm working on all other things, so we're going to be on that a little later this evening when you get home. Yes, sir. I'm, uh, I'm up tonight. I've got all my stuff worked out. You see your boy is clowning me, but uh, I'm going to bust his head tonight, though. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to get with you. All right, man. Peace. So that's Eugene, y'all. Y'all know him, love him. But uh, yeah, that's a little the little clarity. It's been a wild show, man. Um, got a few things going on. Got people calling from work. Got family here. My daughter's around. Everybody's around. So, um, but I did want to burn on those things for a little minute. And I think we'll just wrap it up there, man. We want to get a little more conclusive. Uh, you know how we do it on the heavy hand edition. We try to take a deeper dive, but for now, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for rocking with your boy, this heavy hand, 100 grand green eggs of ham. I'm out, y'all. <laughs>